0: Hi and welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, brought to you by Cure Media. This is your weekly podcast to learn more about influencer marketing and social media in only 15 minutes. I'm Sana Oldmark and I'm Frida Eckholm.
1: and in today's episode we're going to talk about the evolution of influencer marketing. How did it all start and what does it look like today?
0: In recent years, influencer marketing has gone from being a comparatively unknown and untested channel to a media that more and more brands see as a natural part of the media mix. And according to recent studies, the global influencer marketing
1: industry is expected to achieve an income of up to $15 billion by 2022, which is a significant increase from previous years.
0: Yeah, it's quite interesting, actually, because you can say that influencer marketing is both the oldest and the newest marketing channel at the same time. And as you said, influencer marketing is not a
1: new phenomena. It has always existed in some form, although we have not always used that specific term. So basically, it's about someone recommending or talking about a product or service that you might be interested in.
0: Yeah, it's the oldest form of marketing and it has existed for as long as we humans have existed. We have always asked friends, family, neighbors for advice. Now it's friends, families and people on social media. And this is the most
1: important form of influence. And studies show that about 80% of all purchases we do are influenced by friends, family members and other people. Often on an unconscious level.
0: Yeah. The oldest commercial example of influence marketing or celebrity endorsement, as we called it back then, can be actually traced back to 1920s when Coca-Cola used Santa Claus to promote their beverages for Christmas. And they were fast and smart to realize that if they work together with a figure that people associate with joy and happiness, they will probably get some of that spillover effect on their brand as well. And that's fun because you can see those
1: commercials today as well.
0: Yeah, you can really do. It's both the oldest and the most long-lived example, I think.
1: So the average consumer in the Western world is exposed to around 3000 commercial messages every day. And much of the factors that affect us and influence us are on an unconscious level. And as a brand, the challenge is to stand out from this advertising
0: clutter. To make an impact and to be remembered. Yeah, that's definitely a big challenge today. But what has happened now in recent years is that thanks to social media, influencers have been able to scale up and take these personal recommendations to a whole new level. So what previously reached four to five people, the neighbor, the family members, maybe your brother, can now reach hundreds or millions of people at the same time. And that's super cool because today
1: you don't need to be a huge celebrity or a politician to get your voice heard. Instead, people like you and me have the power to influence other people at a large scale through social media.
0: Yeah, and since influencers have spent so much time on building a relationship with their followers, they are seen as friends and the recommendations are received as if they were from a friend or something, you know studies have shown that consumers tend
1: to trust what influencers say about brands much more than what brands say about themselves that is we trust people more than we trust companies no
0: surprise though no definitely and unlike commercial messages from brands influencers communicate on platforms where we have chosen to spend our time and we have actively chosen to follow these people because we are interested to hear what they have to say and we want to take part of their recommendations and yeah, follow their lives. So it's actually, as you mentioned before, on our own terms. And we assume
1: that these recommendations are here to help me and therefore we are more inclined to act on these recommendations than other messages that comes from brands.
0: Yeah, it's like a filter. They help us sort out what we think is relevant. Yes. Yeah, just to wrap it up, now we have talked a bit about what influencer marketing is and how it all started. And influencer marketing is one word for it, but you can also say people-to-people marketing or peer-to-peer at scale. So this is what it's all about, personal recommendations from people you trust.
1: Yes, so it all started back in an ancient time and today it's the world's fastest growing marketing method thanks to its ability to reach people and to build trust and credibility in a very noisy
0: market that is today. Yeah, and as we mentioned before, it is actually both the oldest and the newest marketing form. And even if it's new and new things are happening every day, most marketers are now starting to realize its value. More and more companies shift budgets from more traditional channels, such as print and TV, to social media and influence marketing since this is where most of us spend most of our time today.
1: I definitely do spend most time there.
0: Yeah, I was actually a bit shocked when I got my latest report on my iPhone on how much time I spent on the phone recent weeks. But yeah, it's not only that you scroll the feed, it's that you search for information and inspiration and actually learn new things as well. So it's a broad media.
1: And now, Sanna, I thought we would go back to a couple of then versus now. So if we look back 10 years or even more, as an example you mentioned with Santa Claus and Coca-Cola that started their collaboration already back in 1920. Actually, a fun fact is when I googled for the year when they started this collaboration, one of the first questions answered was... Did Coca-Cola invent Santa Claus?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the answer yeah. is no. One can one could think so. I mean, that's when he was a public figure, I guess. So another example is also Michael Jordan for Nike,
1: which is a huge collaboration uh, with shoes.
0: Yeah, I think we if we go back to the 1980s or 1990s or even uh, even older than that, most public figures or celebrities did endorsements for different brands. So it's it was a big thing. And it is still today. Uh, it definitely exists.
1: And now the power has shifted from brands and celebrities to consumers. So anyone can make their voice heard without being a celebrity walking on the red carpet. And communication moves super fast and the influencer has the power to influence a large number of people. And it goes quick and it's easy.
0: Yeah, it surely is. Another thing is that for a couple of years ago We could only see blogs. That was the big thing. And we didn't even talk about influencers or influencer marketing. We talked about bloggers and blogs. What we can see now is that there are a variety of social media platforms and we can see new ones each and every month. At least it feels like that right now. We have, for example, Instagram, which is the biggest and most common platform for influencer marketing collaborations. But we also have, for example, YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitch, and a lot of other platforms. And what they do now is that they release new features and function each and every week, especially last year. We could see a lot of new things happening in the social media platforms. Another example is that
1: influencers has gone from small bloggers, as you mentioned, Sana, to big entrepreneurs and content creators. So as an example, influencers got paid in products before and now they're paid as traditional media channels.
0: Yeah. And when influencers were small bloggers, the channel was quite easy to operate in-house and to handle. Uh, You just needed to send out a couple of products to people and they wrote about it. But today, there's so many influencers and so many agencies and so many brands that wants to reach the same consumers. So you really need to have a sophisticated and strategic approach to the channel. It's much more complex today compared to what it was 10 years ago or five years ago. So yeah, it's much more noise to cut through and new features that appear, new algorithms, etc. So it makes it harder to succeed. And speaking of that, when we worked with bloggers, it was much about gut feeling when you ask the marketer about how did this campaign go, you could get the answer. Yeah, it felt good. The pictures were nice and this is not uh, okay today, or at least it shouldn't be. Today it's all about data, 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 and you need data to drive your decisions, both when finding the right influencers and when optimizing the results. So gut feeling has turned into data. I agree.
1: So it's easy to involve your personal view, thoughts and feelings, but you really
0: shouldn't because this might not be a good fit for your brand. Exactly. I mean, it's it's a quite common pitfall that you follow an influencer yourself or maybe you've seen a person on TV or someone you know that many people like and then you think, okay, so this is someone we should collaborate with. But in the reality, this person doesn't reach out to the people you want to talk to. So you always need to ask yourself if this person reaches out to the people you want to reach.
1: And another example is we have gone from single campaigns to an always-on approach. So why should you have an always-on approach for your influencer marketing? You need to be top of mind when consumers are thinking about a purchase. Um, As an example, it's like going to the gym once won't make you grow big muscles and advertising your brand in the subway for only a
0: week won't make people remember your brand in the long run. No, I mean, building credibility and building trust in your target audience takes a long time and you really need to be there over and over again in order to be remembered and to, as you say, be top of mind uh, among your target group. So working always on is getting more and more popular and something that we have worked with for many years. So for us, it feels so obvious. But now more and more brands are moving from one offs to uh, always on as well. So, yeah, of course, I mean, you can mix those two as well with a single campaign or a one off. You might see a peak in sales or in direct conversion or even in brand lift right away. but. In order to reach result for the long term, you need to embrace continuity and have patience. So, yeah, we have moved from single campaigns to always on campaigns, from influencers chosen with gut feeling to influencers chosen with data, where at least this is where most of brands are going today. And where you should be going if you're not. Yes, definitely. 15 minutes fly so fast. Thank you all for listening to the very first episode of this podcast, Influencer Marketing Talks, brought to you by Cure Media.
1: If you want to continue the conversation around influencer marketing and social media, make sure you follow us on our social platforms where we share daily inspiration, trend
0: updates, and our best recommendations for how to succeed with the channel. Also, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode.
1: We'll be back with you next week with a brand new episode. And until then, we hope you make the best out of your day.